We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I like to take a second to introduce our newest friends. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot makes great deals. Yellow dot, good deals. Red dot, not so good deals. Use the promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. All right, guys, it's Vlad Harris here on the Panther Rams podcast. Happy Thursday to you guys. We're past the freaking hump day. We're almost into the freaking weekend. And for me, it's 3 o'clock and I'm having coffee. Because I need something to drink while I'm doing this stuff. Because, well, for one thing, my throat sucks. My lungs suck. Because the allergies have uh, turned me into a little congestion. And that's just part of life as an asthmatic. Although, as I've gotten older... You know, it has, my asthma isn't too bad. But not much else to get into this week. I figured I would do one last podcast. I may not do a two. I may not do a two per week one. It's it just, there's just really, you know, we're hitting a dead spot here. But the NFL draft is obviously tonight. I'm not sure who's going to go with what. And... To be totally honest with you, I'm not really going to be watching the draft. I mean, I'm sure I will follow it on Twitter because that's what you know. When you can't watch, when you can't really watch it. Twitter is the best way to go because you get everybody's reaction to it. People, if they're outraged, if they're happy, and you got Irish people making their judgments. Well, they drafted so and so. That's you know so and so for them. Obviously, the big obviously there's a bunch of big stories. Where's Kyler Murray going? Is he going to go overall to the Cardinals? Despite having Josh Rosen, where does Nick Bosa go? Because, you know, that's a big controversy as well because Nick obviously had some, you know, he had some fun on social media and obviously he made some, I guess, pro-Trump tweets. And, you know, he's done some other stuff. He wasn't crazy about Colin Kaepernick and... He didn't like Black Panther, the movie. Well, obviously, you know, 
Are these red flags? Well, for one thing, those are just his his personal views. I mean, I don't blame him scrubbing these tweets, but he probably should have done it a long time ago. I mean, but really, what, what does it really matter if he tweeted these things or not? I mean, I'm not sure how bad they are. Obviously, you know, with the pro-Trump stuff, I mean, if he, if he supports the president, I can see, you know, that. But, of course, when you make your support for the president, you're supporting other things that some people don't really like right now. And, obviously, the president right now is not like a person to a lot of people. And so, yeah, I can see why he would scrub tweets from that. But, I mean, if he... But if he's doing this now, he's not very bright because he should have did it a long time ago. Actually, actually, he shouldn't have done it at all. But at the, but at the end of the day, the guy is in college. He's a college kid. He probably, you know, just, you know, didn't know that years later this was stuff would affect them because you got these you got a lot of athletes who made some really bad tweets when they were like 15 14 or 15 and of course eight or seven or eight years later they're digging up their tweets and trying to burn the athlete burn the person you know I'm sure I've had some doozies myself I've retweeted some dumb things and I've got like eight ninety ninety thousand tweets, I think. Well, it's because retweets count as tweets now, so that that number is heavily heavily inflated. Mainly because I'm not really, you know, you know, how many of those tw- those tweets were actual tweets for me? Probably not. A, I mean, maybe like a third. Shoot, I mean, I've had my, I've had this, you know, Twitter account for about ten years. I didn't start really tweeting till maybe like, really tweeting till maybe twenty late twenty nine two thousand nine, when Pitt played Cincinnati. In the uh, when they choked in that game, that's probably when I started doing it. But obviously, with Bosa, if he opposed Kaepernick for some reason. I can see why that would be a really bad thing because of why Colin Kaepernick was trying to, you know, what he was trying to uh, preach for, what you know, what his, you know, his what he was doing. I can see how that could be bad. So yeah, that's two big red flags. Now the third red flag was Black Panther, and to be honest with you, I've never seen the movie, and I really can, can care less what his views of Black Panther are, if he hated it or not. You know, some people really, really like the movie, some people don't. I mean, that's like with any movie. Especially, you know, comic book, comic book hero action movies. You know, everyone that comes out, I have to jump on Twitter and see everybody hyping it. Now it's end games. We went, Black Panther was heavily hyped. Now we got end games. People are all excited about that. 
I don't know. I haven't really watched a comic book here actually probably since Iron Man, probably. I don't really, you know. I'm more of a documentary type person or, I mean, I did see Creed and Creed 2. You know, mainly because of the Rocky series. Although, after, you know, Creed 2, obviously. And, of course, Cobra Kai Season 2 is out. And I'm watching that right now. I'm on Episode 4. And it's, you know, I was curious how they're going to put John Kreese into this. And it's actually starting to really develop, which is kind of cool. You know. I mean, they're not just throwing him in. They're not just throwing the guy in for nostalgia. Like like they did with the whole Creed, and, Creed 2 Drago thing. They didn't throw a Drago in as, as a nostalgia. I thought, you know, I thought initially they were rushing the storyline of that movie. But eventually it cleaned up itself up. I mean, if anything, if Rocky really wanted to cash in, he could make a Drago series if he wanted to. I'm not talking about the the dad, the one that, you know, Rocky beaten. Rocky beaten. Apollo got killed by, but the son, obviously. So, you know, the options are there. So I trailed off from Nick Bosa to talking about the Rocky series. But I'm just saying, everybody has their own preference. And now, you know, you got Game of Thrones. You got people who love Game of Thrones. Then you got people say, well, I've never seen it. And it's a sensitive subject. If you, I mean, it depends on how you word, word it. Because some people word it as if they're being condescending, like, well, it's a stupid show. I've never seen Game of Thrones. So yada, yada, yada. And of course, the Game of Thrones fanboys get all upset and start attacking the person. So, yeah. I just said, I've never seen it. I'm sure it's good. And a lot of people have said that you got to watch it from the beginning to understand it. So, I'll probably wait till the series is over to actually look into it you know you know for me i mean the latest thing i've watched on television is gasland too and that was a that was hbo documentary basically that talks about the fracking that went on in our country and some of the effects it had on some towns you know of course it's happening in pennsylvania it was having in pennsylvania and basically what happened was is you know they were obviously drilling into um, to the earth, but they weren't taking care of things. According to um, you know, according to these gas companies, they were going to take care of these things, but but supposedly they haven't, and you got people lighting their water on fire. And you know you had that in Texas too, where a guy he was a big Republican, and now he's not because obviously the Republicans. Won this whole fracking thing and they got screwed. And of course, they talked. They also talked about the BP oil spill. Back now, was back in 2010. I was working in oil and gas at that time, and I remember when it happened. And I just remember talking. I mean, that day when it happened, it was kind of like somebody died. It was like, you know, because it was, you know, anytime you have a big oil spill in the middle of a body of water, especially especially the Gulf, I mean, to oil and gas, that's like a huge natural disaster. And the thing about it is how BP cleaned it up is they used chemical dispersants and supposedly that made 
that made that made it a lot worse. Because it broke up with the oil, but at the same time, the oil sunk to the bottom of the ocean into the reef and killed a lot of the eco- and pretty much hampered a lot of the ecosystem down there. That it's going to be you know fell for de- supposedly fell for decades. And now we're seeing in you know Galveston now on, on top of the uh, chemical explosion we had a few weeks ago. Now in Galveston, which is in the Gulf, we're seeing dead animals wash up on the shore now because of it. And I'm not. Sh- I mean, it's not so much the chemical stuff, the chemical explosion, but I think you know now I think we're going to see a lot of this. You know, since that oil spill happened about nine years ago. But, uh, you know, they wanted to drill out in the ocean, and I can see why, but I can see why we wanted to drill out our own oil and get our own, our own energy, but in a lot of ways, we got to realize what we're doing before we do it. I mean, well, I mean, we have to realize what we're actually doing. I don't know if these guys were. I mean, you got, and I won't get too heavily into it, but basically, I'm not sure. In terms of politics, I can see maybe why in Texas, we almost, Texas is almost shifted towards the left because of, you know, how close Beto, because how, you know, Beto almost uh, took out Rick Perry. I'm sorry, not Rick Perry, Ted Cruz. I don't know how I got that mixed up. I don't know if Texas. But, and of course in Pennsylvania you had the state flip from blue to red. Because at the time, as I was watching a documentary, the drilling thing was put on hold, but then the president at the time, Obama, gave them the green light to go ahead and drill. But all I can say is just you know, give the documentary a watch. I'm not saying that's the reason why Pennsylvania flipped red or Texas almost flip, is flipping blue, but it may have an impact on it. And there's just a lot of players involved. It's just not. It's not all you know. Conservatives wanting to drill, but. You know, there's Dems as well. Everybody's involved in this. Okay. So, we went from Nick Bosa to Black Panther to Creed 2, the the comic book hero action movies, to oil and gas to politics. Ugh. Well, well, let me tell you. Since I've started the show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. I don't always know who's going to win, but I know where to go. And the answer is my bookie. Between our live in-game betting, endless props, and fancy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sports book business, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code PANTHER25. When creating your account to claim your 50% bonus, you're laying down 100, 
you got an extra $50 to play. That's myboke.ag, promo code PANTHER25. You play, you win, you get paid. All right. Now let's get to the last of it. As you guys know, Marty Blazer has been in testifying as part of this whole Adidas thing. And obviously a tweet a few days ago came out about how he paid players from 2000-2014. And he named some schools. There was Penn State, which was the big topic of uh, Dan Wetzel. And the reason, and I, and I can understand why Penn State people were mad about this because everybody else, there's other people involved, not just them. But this happened during the Paterno era. And of course, according to, according to uh, you know, Penn State, this stuff never happens around them. Ever. And that's the thing, what people, that's the thing, I can understand Penn State fans being mad. But anytime, anytime some sort of thing, you know, their view of the world, what happens at Penn State is pretty much, you know, Jimmy, Mickey, Sue, April, and the rest of the gang are having a um, a party, and there's going to be non-alcoholic beverages served, some cookies, some sandwiches, and they're going to listen to uh, clean, clean, happy music, and they're going to dance arm lengths apart from each other with very little touching. That's the view Penn State fans have have the longest time I've had of their of their of what goes on around their world. So this is why this stuff becomes you know, a subject because it happened during the you know during Joe's era, and I'm sure it went on for some time. But you know, it's easy to mask those type of things. You know, because obviously the Jerry Sandusky stuff came out of nowhere. Although when he stepped down from second mile, the rumors were there, but nobody knew Jerry was going around doing all that. Then, you know, it came out. So obviously, you know, this was a hot topic. And of course, Larry Johnson Sr. was involved, which doesn't surprise me. I've heard a lot of bad things about Larry Johnson Sr., and I know talking to some Penn State alum, they couldn't wait till Larry Larry was gone. It just you know Larry was put, Larry obviously was a decent coach. He was a good assistant, but he was never going to be head coach material. And you know, as some people say, he was he, he was bad news. I mean, Ralph Sendrick even said, you know. He, he, you know, he was bad news, and he should have been rid of a long time ago. But now he's at Ohio State. But uh, one team, one school that got mentioned was Pitt. And we obviously ran with this. We were like, because we were on Twitter going, holy shit, we were paying our players and we could win the Big East. <laughs> And uh, especially the Paul Christ era, I was like, we, uh, good thing we paid his players because, you know, we wouldn't have went 6-6. Six and six. And then, uh, then, of course, I tweeted a, um, a gif of uh, Henry Hill, you know, that was played by um, 
that was prayed by Ray Liotta, where he, um, you know, where he's testifying and he stops and he gets off the bench. He starts saying, we paid off this, we paid off that. Everything was for the taking. We ran everything, and now it's over. And that's kind of like how this was. And, of course, you had some Pitt fans who didn't find any humor in this and said, well, they, we really didn't pay them. They're just saying that we, you know, he took money. I don't know why everybody's making such so fun of this. Pitt fans are their worst enemy. They're horrible. Oh, my God, the program is now going to burn to the ground because Pitt fans are taking it the wrong way. Come on, guys, really? I mean, we just were having fun with it, and I, I can understand why it would annoy some people. But, yeah, I, look, I don't think Pitt was paying players. I mean, for God's sakes... They wouldn't give Dave Wonstad a, a new fucking rug for the for the for the for the, uh, for the weightlifting room. The guy wanted a new car, wanted a new rug or new carpet for the freaking train facility where they where they work out. And they went and Steve Pearson wouldn't give it to him. He had to go to he had to go to the fucking Nordenberg to get a to get a goddamn approval for it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously. So I was I can't I can't really see um, us actually paying players because we would do a shitty job at it. But basically, Marty Blazer was paying these guys so they would use his services, and obviously, you know, there were still players who probably got help from him. And he's he was in some legal trouble as well. Kevin Kevin Barlow sued him for mismanaging his money when he was in the NFL. And that's the thing, like with, with John Calipari, when he signs these players, he makes them take a business course, several business courses, so they know how to manage their money. Because I'm sure with these athletes, they they're, they're doing so much, they're training, they're not keeping track of what is coming in and out of their bank account. Obviously, Kevin found some money missing, sued the guy, and I guess they settled. But, of course, he's been very busy with this whole Adidas thing. And supposedly, Rick Pitino didn't know what was going on around this program either. That he was clueless. And maybe Rick did that by design. Because when you're a head coach, you want to be clueless as hell of what's going around you. You know, obviously, you're landing these recruits, these blue chip players, but... You'll know how you're actually getting them. And now with the testimony now with Christian Dawkins, obviously Sean Miller was very involved in, in some phone conversations and but the judge is not going to let Sean Miller come and testify. Then you know he doesn't have to, it's irrelevant. So Sean Miller gets to I mean, Sean Miller pretty much gets to, you know, go you know, scot free pretty much. And I'm sure Will Wade, Bruce Pearl, all these guys are going to walk free. So I can see why Arizona went all in and stood by the side of Sean Miller. And I can see why Auburn would do this. And now LSU is doing it. They know that these coaches aren't going to really face any stipulation. So bring them back. And I don't see why LSU decided to... um, I don't know why they even decided to suspend Will Wade. 
If you're going to freaking cheat, go all full all in with it. For God's sakes, you're a football program. Basketball is secondary to you. Sure, the SEC is, you know, getting tougher in basketball. But, you know, it's just basketball. You're a football program. You you have to protect your main moneymaker. Basketball, it's just a, I mean, it's just a little probation. You know, you may you may miss the postseason, but what, what else is new? You may lose some scholarships, but, you know, you'll get them back in due time. And, and plus, you got the alumni, you got all the big money. You could eventually buy yourself a really good coach, and you'll be back in with no time. And that's the thing with Penn State when they got hit, when they uh, when Joe was going when he got let go. That was probably the best thing, and, and a lot of people will say this. A lot of the alumni will say that getting Joe out of Penn State was probably the best thing they could have done. As much as they didn't like, you know what happened, how 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 it happened, they're happy it did happen. Because the program must, I mean, if anything, he should have, he should have, he should have retired after the, the Orange Bowl game in 2006 is when he should have retired and left it and gave it to somebody else. Because they were starting to fall behind eventually. And, you know, when that year when Joe was, you know, was removed, you could see how far the program started to fall when they played Houston. Houston was a much Houston was a conference USA, but they had a lot more athletes. They were a lot faster. And you know, I watched uh, that was Case Keenum was our QB. And that game was an off day for them. If Houston was really clicking, Penn State would have. They would have dropped 60 or 70 on Penn State on that game because Penn State just looked so slow. So getting Joe out, basically, you know, it's almost like like you're deregulating the program again. And you bring in the big money guys, put them in charge. And now, you know, since he's been gone, now look at the program. It's It's still... They've been on the outside of the college football playoff and are knocking on the door. I think they'll eventually get in. It's just a matter of if and when it'll happen. I thought it would happen with McSorley as a QB, but they've had to make some changes to their staff, and that's that. But, yeah, as far as the whole pit thing goes, I doubt anything comes out of it. It's been, you know had, had nothing to do with Pitt at all. It's just some guy paying for services. I'm sure you know some of our guys who are in the NFL now probably paid him and or or got paid by him. So it happens. I mean, if people are going to um, you know trash us for it, I mean, well, all you got to do is say, well, all you got to do is say, well, thank God our program took care of our players because college college amateurism is a scam. To begin with, so Pitt, so thank God Pitt was taking care of the players. They were being a bigger person. It's, yep, easy to flip like that, guys. Now we got the NBA playoffs coming along. Second row matchups are coming. 
we got like one first round matchup left. Actually, two. Spurs, Nuggets, play tonight. I said this series would go to seven games, but I think Denver is finally is waking up and realizing that it's the playoffs. So, I expect them to take care of this game in the series. Now, Golden State obviously lost to the Clippers the other last night, and one thing I noticed, you know, but you know, some of the highlights is how. And I've said this before, and I've seen that, you know, the Rockets have beaten Golden State before. One thing you got to do against them is you got to work the middle against them. If you try to outgun them by shooting threes, because they, they love to shoot the threes too, you're not, you're not always going to win what you like. The Rockets were going to beat them early in the year because, well, they did without James Harden for one thing. And it's because they basically pounded them inside. And... I think it's what, you know, I think it's what, you know, Rockets really need to do here in this series. Get James Harden, have him drive to the hoop, create havoc. He's got Capella, he's got Farid, he's got Tucker, he's got plenty of guys that can go inside. That's what they really need to do. Not sure if they'll do it, though, because Houston lives and dies by the three. But next game, next game with Clippers and Warriors should be an interesting one. I mean, we saw... Obviously, some glaring weaknesses there, and I'm wondering if the you know the, the Clippers will uh, expose the next game. We'll see. But anyways, guys, have a great weekend. Hell to pit. Talk to you there. Bye.